0: Who makes the Nazis? Joshua. Greetings,
1: Professor Falcon. Hi. Hello. Are you still playing a game? I should reach DEFCON 1 and launch my missiles in 28 hours. Would you like to see some projected kill ratios? 69% of the housing destroyed.
2: 72 million people dead. Is this a game,
1: or is it real? What's the difference? Oh, wow. Thank you.
3: To the Spine (laughs) Crackers podcast. Today we got the local anarchist Matt, the new streamer, and Paul. Paul. (laughs) Paul. And Paul of Paul fame. And Paul. Paul. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Thanks, Ben,
0: for
4: the introduction. Oh yeah, man. Grab the bull by its horns. I was gonna do like a soul intro,
3: but I decided not to. So I went for the baseball one. You were gonna like sing? Yeah. That would have been. I did it Next time.
0: Uh, I'll do that for the Patreon <laughs> segment. You can yeah. see it for the Patreon.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, Every now and again, I get excited about like the idea of doing like being a broadcaster and like doing like old-timey you know, like have yeah. the show like old like like a uh, uh you know, like one of those old talk show kind of things and you put on a voice and like I just dad, I wish I could be that.
3: My dad was a DJ for for a minute. Is that true? Yeah, before he we went to law school, he was a DJ in um, Sacramento. That's awesome.
2: Classic, yeah. and then he turned the, to the law. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: did he have a good DJ voice? He did, because I got my voice from him, and like um. Okay, that's, know, that's a little did. presumptuous. But yeah, but after I said that, I'm like, damn, that sounded super arrogant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have a great voice it. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I realized after I said it. I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I,
0: I was just watching last the other night, last night, the Seinfeld episode I, where kramer um his his phone number gets mixed up with the movie phone like like phone number and the yeah and the guy the guy at the very end of the episode the guy who runs the actual movie phone line shows up at his door and he's like hello cosmo kramer you've been stealing my business please please select the number of seconds you would like to wait before i break this door down
2: (laughs) (laughs) what can you say about Seinfeld man it's yeah, an it's, absolute classic it is, it is
0: it is it is it just never gets old it's it's Wait, it, I don't god. like Seinfeld Ben uh, all right oh my god dude. appearance Get canceled out, podcast yeah. over appearance canceled podcast over
3: well, Fren- friendship and like okay well this fascism in the in the podcast right now is representative of the book the third right <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yes Wait before we move Gabe, on really quick. You didn't really like quick,
4: Seinfeld for a while, right?
0: I I I didn't for not like, like it. I was just never I was just never I never appreciated it like I do now. Okay.
2: You have to be pretty mature. It's pretty what is whatever that meme is. You have to be pretty mature to meme. understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Wait Ben, I, what did your dad um, DJ like? What kind of music?
3: Uh he just did like a lot of um. It was like in the '70s, so like, I think a lot of just like pop hit soul stuff. And then like when disco hit, he hated it. But um, it wasn't that much money. But he has a funny story like. Um, you know, like bubblegum music, um, like all that teeny boppy stuff for like twelve year olds yeah. and stuff like that. My dad hated it, so when he'd get requests on the radio, like, "Hey, could you play like so and so song?" he's like, "Oh, it's on right now." He's like, "It is? Yeah, go 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 turn on your radio," and then hang up and turn on the radio, and it wasn't on. He never played it. <laughs> he just, <laughs> Damn. He's just, he's just trolling just, people. He's just trolling people. <laughs> Savage.
2: I guess that's so he, a little. It sounds piece like he of, got um... fired,
4: but, and that's why he went to law school. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I'd like to think that we just got a little piece of Ben lore.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, get it? Mm. And I sold his record collection earlier this year, but a lot of them were busted anyway.
2: Oh, shit. Was that bittersweet, or were you just like, please, give me some extra cash?
3: I needed that model kit money, man. Oh, that's right. You have a (laughs) habit. I, I finally finished that fucking model so I can read again, so <laughs> well uh if, if if in
0: case you haven't noticed people, we have uh we're joined here today for this episode by a friend of the show, returning guest, uh Ben from the uh fantastic Bookshore YouTube channel
3: and Ooh. Instagram. How uh what's up again, Ben? What's going on? I'm glad to do this podcast. I wanted to get on because like I listened to your episode of the dark manual and that <laughs> was like the funniest episode. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I got to get on this podcast again. And then, like, um, we actually did a good book this week, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: You wanted to do a stinker so we could shit on it again?
3: I just wanted to go with whatever it was, and I was assuming it was a stinker. Because, like, you guys were doing, like, a bunch of, well, after you went past your Christi- Christianity arc, <laughs> for, like, <laughs> for, like, no oh, I'm, reason. I'm you're, still like,
2: going through it. Yeah,
3: you do, like, <laughs> epi- like, three episodes where everybody's named, like, Mr. Valu and stuff like that. <laughs> that's right. That's yes. right. But yeah, yeah, we're back to uh, regular books. Uh, thank, <laughs>
0: thank God um, today. And uh, it, this is actually—I mean, yeah—back
4: to Nazism. Back to regular Yeah, books. back thank to God.
0: regular books and back to Matt's uh, favorite topic, which is Nazism and uh, Hitler and I <laughs> being enough. racist.
2: I just—I can't get enough of it, guys. It's just so <laughs> addictive.
0: No, uh, but actually, to be fair, though, Matt, this book isn't really about any of that at all. Uh, no. But th- this is a a big big name, Roberto Bolano. Our second Bolano text, right? Oh, yeah. is it you guys second? Yeah, we read. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, Nazi literature in the Americas. Actually, <laughs> Matt's pick also. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- I also read Two Six 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 and the Savage Detectives. Oh, so did I. Yeah, and I, you know, I love those, and you know, part of the reason for picking this is I am. Trying slowly to get through the entirety of Bolaño's work, even though he just came out with something like this year, I believe. Like he's one of these guys, like his
0: po- his his estate came out with something. right?
2: Yeah, he's yeah, posthumously he- published. Like I mean, so much work. Like
3: he's the t- Tupac of literature.
2: It's I I mean truly like it's it's kind of weird. Like, True. I,
3: I do have questions
2: about like Gabe mentioned the like estate management and like what his feelings about any of that might have been if he had qualms
0: well he wanted his whole thing right even i think paul i think you said this in the group chat like his whole thing is that he wanted he wanted it to be stretched out as long as possible so his family could keep stacking from it right yeah yeah he he, he, he uh, said that about 2666
2: not any other book i don't think
4: but this one yeah he wanted 2666 to be like split into five books and apparently he knew he was dying i don't know if you guys know how he died, but he must have known it was coming it so was some medical, but, but
3: this this book they released in four segments in a journal. Right huh. before they released the full book, yeah. Right. By the way, the title of the
0: book is The Third Reich, which I don't know if we've mentioned yet. <laughs> no, we yeah. have. We have. Okay, we Made a joke about right, me.
2: Good. That's very funny. Good, it's good. Definitely funny. No, no, no. I, just,
0: I literally wasn't sure if we had said the name yet. I said because I called Do you. you stop, be, stop being so triggered, Marl. Matt, <laughs> oh, would you put Bolaño in the S tier
4: or the SS tier?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Oh shit, that's good. Um, Well, so th- this this w- w- they published this in like 2011, right? But it was originally written like uh, this is like technically his like first novel that he actually wrote, right? In the in, like, I was going to bring that up. it yeah. was in the like late 80s or something. 89.
3: 1989.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know. Like 2666 was supposed to be published, and he had pretty like almost um derisive things to say about fiction in general. Like he turned to fiction. It, it, like out of sheer practicality and like paul was saying to just sort of like it, like he saw it as like the pale echo of poetry which honestly sort of, i
0: hate that makes me not like him a little yeah bit. Me too. i
2: don't know how serious he really even was about that because he has the dude d- clearly wrote quite a bit over you know all those years so i i, I can't tell it, if he's just sort of annoyed that that was maybe true or if he actually loved fiction writing because he clearly just he wrote so many books
3: it makes sense, though, especially in Savage Detectives, because that guy just, like, l- like, just gushes about poetry all throughout Savage Detectives. Yeah, I saw a quote, of, uh, I think, from
0: that book. I was reading a review of this or something after I'd finished it, and it was, like, yeah, it was something about, like, oh, I'll have to, like, sink down to the fucking hog. <laughs> writing, writing of literature or some, something like that. I, I, yeah. think, I think it was from that book.
2: He likened it to being a vacuum cleaner salesman or something. Like <laughs> something is so strange. That's
3: fucking, that is inflammatory, okay. I, I have to say. But he true. sucked up that money with that vacuum though for his fam, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, true, dude. He fucking
0: stacked <laughs> yeah. he stacks yeah. paper. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Matt, so as this is your pick, why don't you give us a quick little uh, rundown? Well, Paul, just to confirm, this is only your second Bologno also, right?
4: Yeah, I read, yeah, the one, the yeah. one we read, Nazi Literature. Yeah,
0: same. So I've only read these two. So, Matt, wh- why don't you give us a rundown of what this uh, what this book is about here?
2: So it's about um, just this, the duration of a vacation with the lead character. Uh, he's German. Uh, his name's Udo Udo Berger. Berger? Yeah. How do you say it? Berger? Uh, and he's, Berger, uh, Berger yeah.
0: I th- yeah. I feel like it's. I, I would say Berger.
2: He's like a young man he's like 25 uh he's on a vacation with his like kind of new girlfriend that he's struck with named ingeborg and he's the uh, champion of a game called the third reich which is basically like this uh vaguely you know like thinly veiled uh sort of analog well, to Axis and allies quickly
0: well, he, play, he plays war games in general right he's like the general german like war board game champion
3: right well,
2: well here's third my reich first specifically
3: qu- yeah exactly like really he's quickly champion of that one Oh, hmm. uh, Third Reich is a real game. I looked it up this morning. I did, too. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah and, oh, and, and, I
0: thought. He, OK. And so, uh, I kind of fine. weird. I kind of want to play war games now.
3: Uh, Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah, we should. That would be We should funny. all
2: play each other and see who <laughs> dominates who.
3: I mean, Matt calls Germany, but. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I will <laughs> finally do
2: what I needed to have happened in the past. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That was fun being on Ever, this podcast. <laughs>
0: Everyone, this is uh, satire and jokes, and we're all having fun. Ah uh, yes. Uh,
2: so the, yeah, so he's the uh, he's the sort of war games champion of Germany, but it it's like his passion, I guess. But he has like a sort of I think pretty like lame, banal day job working for like a telecommunications company or something. It's like an um,
4: electrical company.
2: Yeah, super boring. So he's going uh, on vacation in Spain, uh, a place that he went to as a child. And he's there, I guess, to just sort of like go someplace familiar, take his girlfriend, like spend some time with her and and finish writing an article about some new strategies in the Third Reich that he was concocting with his like partner, Conrad. And over the course of this vacation, it slowly gets derailed. They like meet a pretty like hectic, like, Couple uh in uh a messy. fellow German in yeah
0: in and, contemporary terms we would call them messy. Yeah, these
2: people are a hot fucking mess. Uh Charlie and Hannah and uh who get mixed up with some locals named the wolf and the lamb. And uh he also has this kind of like long standing crush on the proprietress or the wife of the owner of the hotel they're staying at, named Frau Else Elsa and um
3: Who's German in a Spanish country, <laughs> right?
2: Yes. Uh, with all the connotations that has, and then um, he sort of starts to play the Third Reich with a uh, like a, a a pedal boat proprietor named El Camado, aka the Burn Victim, uh, who's this like horrifically disfigured local who like lives in a lean-to of his own pedal boats uh, on the beach and is like basically like homeless. Um, I don't really know how to like explain further without just getting into the.
0: No, I think that's that's gr- that's great.
2: The meat of he just kind of yeah. goes he just kind of goes nuts like he slowly sinks into uh an inward I guess spiral uh where yeah. And there's a catalyst for it but it's
3: not a it's like there's a catalyst for that downward spiral but like that catalyst doesn't feel like the reason he went to the downward spiral either. I was going to say that. Like there isn't really a clear
4: catalyst as to like when exactly it starts and it happens before the big events, like Charlie going missing, and before Ingborg goes back to Germany. It it, it seems to happen before they even got there.
3: Um, th- Paul, I want to. I was, I thought about you a little bit because like this felt like the kind of genre of like what Murakami would do, which is like nothing happening, kind of lounging around in a place you're not used to, but like all this subtle tension and like unknown just like surrounding you the whole time.
4: Yeah, and by the, by the end of this book, I was like, "Wow, this is a better Murakami book than oh, any of Murakami's shit. books." Damn! <laughs> yes. Holy crap! Like, yeah.
2: I'm glad you guys agree because I was literally going to bring that up as well. Like, th- what Bologna does for me was what I was going to say. I thought Murakami kind of does for Paul because I feel like there's a similar approach, basically like what you said, Ben. Like this, Like, yeah. th- like including like these weird, like the prose style is pretty straightforward and simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of um, details that are mentioned that feel like they are pointless in the way that like Murakami will like talk about how many fucking times yeah. like a guy like has a glass of water or like, you know, <laughs> just does like cleans the table in his apartment or something like banal. And th- But it starts to build up into this, um, you're like, this is mentioned so much or like it's it's done so often that it, it and it's infused with this otherwise pretty sinister environment that it takes on a sinister tone itself.
3: Like the like the fact that um the boss's room is above the kitchen and has no like good view of the bay and it's super dark there. It's mentioned several times mm-hmm. but like nothing comes of it. <laughs> well, I yeah. think I was reading I was
0: reading uh, we were we were toying about doing a, a segment for this show about like the weirdest Goodreads reviews that we find on the books that we've read. We oh, yeah, have, but we we, we <laughs> oh, haven't yeah. we haven't formally instituted it. But I was reading some Goodreads reviews of this book, and bad ones, you know, because I, I always like to read the bad ones. And the 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 general consensus among the uh, one star Goodreads reviewers was, you know, nothing fucking happens in this book. <laughs> like there's like no there's no real resolution uh there's a lot of like like you, like you were saying the sort of atmosphere of tension and dread and stuff but it never really sort of crystallizes into a, a single event or or anything and i think that's true but i think those people are, are wrong to be upset about
3: it and also maybe it kind of goes back to that thing where he maybe he wanted to be a poet because when you kind of see it that way it's like man there was a lot of tension in this poem and there was all this beautiful scenery but i'm not sure why you focus on the things and like you know poetry you're not looking for a resolution necessarily so, yeah, that yeah. was some good information. But, but I also think
4: that it adds to a lot of like an, an actual realism to me is like the state of someone like Udo, who's just kind of socially anxious, kind of narcissistic, and he, he just kind of has like a borderline paranoid session at this, at this uh, on this vacation. And then he, his life kind of goes back mm-hmm. to normal. I just I kind of found found the absence of any plot to be realistic though.
3: Yes. Like,
0: yeah. Well, the other the other person that it reminded me of, and I hate I hate when someone in, in a blurb on a book references something that I was already that I was thinking because I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck, I just you're just, not original. It, it's yeah. gonna <laughs> sound like I just read the, it, it's gonna sound like I just read one of the blurbs on the back, but it's is Simonon, uh, who has a lot of plots where it's sort of a kind of meandering abstract feeling of dread and uh, the, the the guy that you think did the crime did the crime every time and there's no twists and it's just very just kind of lethargic um, and of course Simonon also has a lot of books that take place in, in similar sorts of locales like I, I and so I just love that kind of like hazy like vaguely debaucherous like european beach town where like bad shit is vaguely happening and <laughs> you know it, Ca-
3: oceanside california yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: well places of like well is that
4: similar is that like does it have that kind of like uh like burning star in the summertime then fall out to black hole vibe during like the fall and winter months because that i, no, I do not- like how Blanio picked up on that kind of Trend or just like that vibe that uh, vacation towns can have because they suddenly become dreadfully yeah. scary. It's, it's like, like looking home- at a, uh, it's like looking at an amusement park at night or in the fall. It's like,
3: yeah, dreadful. Or like it's, or it's like the the feeling I like to describe it as like staying home from school and realizing that like there's nothing on TV and there's nothing to do outside either. <laughs> yeah, except right. the, like You're the like-
4: prices rise on.
3: Yeah, and he's yeah, like, like oh, oh boy, I'm sick.
2: I can't wait to watch cartoons, and then it's just like. Uh, you know, whatever something Quinn medicine woman or like just like daytime yeah. yeah. court TV. And you're like murder yeah, yeah, so all
3: the, all the boring like just like in the tourist town, all the boring old people come out after the tourists leave. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and it's like you know, I mean, there are things in the book that that happen that
0: could, on paper, be, you know, sort of like action, exciting. Like Charlie goes out windsurfing and disappears, and there's an investigation, and you know he eventually turns up dead. Spoiler alert. And um, you know, but it, but again, like Udo doesn't even really care about it that much. He sort of no. uses Charlie's death as an excuse to to stay in this town longer than he had originally planned. Um, and but he's not like emotionally invested in it per se, and he, it's not really clear what he's doing there and there's all these interesting conversations that he has with conrad where conrad is like you know uh, sort of in the voice of the reader like dude why are you still here like (laughs) you know what i mean like come home
3: also i kind of noticed that with the novel go back to the the mystery element of it is that like he's kind of having this panel delusions and coming up like maybe it's this maybe it's that conspiracy and then other people are having totally different ideas about it too and like and like the ideas they're having about what it's kind of irrational like hey why are you inviting this guy up to your room um you know like oh he's gonna kill you it's like what there's no indication that <laughs> like you kind of feel but what's the indication that he's gonna um um cray person is gonna kill udo <laughs> i forgot his name cream um, yeah, yeah yeah and there was an interesting part of that too where he said like um he's either like people either think you're like a homosexual or like you're just lounging around or something like that. even it's like, it's like i'm not lounging around with, like he and the homosexual part which would be big and like Latin American literature um, is like it's not even like touched upon by him
0: yeah well and this book I think is set in the like it, around when it was written right like the late 80s yes um,
3: yeah
0: but yeah I, yeah I think the other <clears throat> you mentioned uh, Ke- Kemato um, Kemato coming up and, and I, I, like so that's kind Someone's of like the fun. that's kind of like the back half <laughs> of the book right is occupied with this game because ultimately Udo teaches El Kemato to play the third Reich and they start a game and yeah. um, you know, Udo is just kind of like uh, occupied with other things and, but Kemato starts winning. Right. And Udo is getting paranoid. Like what's going on? Like yeah, how, he, how he, and then he sees him talking to someone on the beach one night who um, is later revealed to be the the husband of Frau Els. Um, and you know it, there's the, there's this it, it's like this like seventh seal style <laughs> chess game, right between this weird figure and and udo, and the stakes are sort of implied to be much higher than they initially seem
2: um can i can I add just two random uh just little factoids, which is first of all, like some of the people in the Goodreads complaining like there could be some validity in the sense that like this novel is to me, anyway, unclear whether or not it's finished. So yeah. there's just that, right? Like, it could not have been to his liking, or it just wasn't completed in the, in the ways he fully intended. Also, I think it's Costa Brava that they're at. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, I was confused whether that was the name of the hotel or the town. I th- it's a town,
4: and it translates town. to uh, okay, Wild Coast. And uh, I think.
2: Uh, Bolano worked there as a, at a hotel as a dishwasher and like a janitor. Oh, okay. oh in real life, oh, no, that's okay. cool. in that town, yeah, yeah. He was
3: the burn victim. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. I didn't. didn't money I, I, out of the plastic I did surgery. feel that about the. I did feel that about the ending. Like, maybe this is why he shelved it. Maybe he just didn't feel like he didn't have enough reasons to justify like, everything coming together. It, and it, I'm glad that it didn't come together, but it was also a little too loose near the ending. I mean, I still enjoy this book a bunch, but like I'm. I'm wondering if, like, maybe that's why... Because like, at, at the end of Savage Detectives, like, especially that box that's cut up with lines, yeah, that's really vague. But, like, it felt more satisfying than this book coming together at the end.
4: I think for me, going into it, knowing that it was published posthumously, and, you know, if he did publish it, it would have been his first book, and kind of knowing, because of those facts, that he probably didn't want it published makes it a little bit more intriguing to me, because you're kind of mm. reading something... With the knowledge that maybe this wasn't supposed to be finished, so there's a lot more to almost decipher about it.
2: Yeah, it's almost like a, uh, <coughs> you know, the esoterica of Volano himself, it's like a curiosity that someone might read after having re- read like something else of his. So it's interesting that this would be yeah. like the second book you all but, read. But yeah. I still feel
3: like this book. Works on its own. If you haven't read any of, like, my criticism about the ending is not a huge criticism. I still feel like this book works really well, um, just on its own as well.
0: Well, I mean, we, yeah, maybe BG. we should yeah. Yeah, maybe we should talk about the ending a little bit just to, for for clarity's sake. But I mean, I think, you know, uh, the way the book ends, <laughs> um, the, the 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 sort of arguably climactic scene, I guess, right, is El Camado wins the game, mm-hmm. and Udo is like. Uh, udo in in the in the intervening time has had a meeting he like sneaks into the room of the sick uh Frau else's husband who I want to talk about a lot more um, but I'll put that aside for now um and it, it's implied that like elkemado is gonna kill him if he loses the game <laughs> yeah. basically right he's like pretty much stated almost upright <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and the the implication being somehow that el kamado sees winning this game as like revenge on a german for for like war crimes or something and then he's gonna like use it it's it's again it's unclear right that was sort of my reading anyway we can come back to that we can come back to that there but is a
2: historical reference to why el kamado was burned could be, could be burned that i i unfortunately
3: didn't follow up on oh was it which one was it yeah was it
4: about it his identity being like potentially russian because right? no no, like, he's,
3: he's, he's South American Argentina because yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, lot yeah, of Argentinian that's where a lot of the Nazis fled afterwards right, right? Yeah, and so yeah, the
0: implication yeah. maybe being that he had some contact with like a former Nazi in right. South America and was was done harm by them somehow it's again it's not super clear but anyway El Camado wins the game and then there's this bizarre scene where he just brings Udo out to his little uh, paddle boat hut, and essentially just tells Udo to crawl inside and just, like, stands outside laughing the whole time. And, like, that's it, right? Um, yeah. And there was, like, a light in the... like. A, there's, like, like, a candle, candle burning yeah. or something, right, inside. And, and I, that's, I, that's,
3: this that's is it. The part, this was the part that went over my head, and I really want to hear you guys' opinion on it. <laughs>
4: That was actually my uh, reaction as well. I was like, "This was weird." I wonder what they have to say about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just—we're all just—it's just the Spider-Man meme. We're all just pointing at each other, yeah. just like, What's your, "What do <laughs> you think about this?" I, I, I mean, I—I'll—I'll I, I'll just be upfront. I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, I—I I, I was because I was kind of, I guess, thinking in the Murakami van, like you brought up, Ben. I was expecting something a, a little bit weirder to happen at some point than ever actually happened. Like, I was expecting you know um when he goes to meet the husband in the the mysterious husband who has been sick and absent the whole book um and we don't even really know if he's real or i, I was like is he gonna walk into that room and it's gonna be like actual hitler is still alive or like <laughs> that been amazing you know or like or like just something really bizarre or like you know when el camado is leading him into the into the um you know paddleboat hut i'm like is this like a some kind of portal is is, is this the magic part d- yeah or like does this guy now have to take el camado's place on the beach for some reason Ooh, yeah. and there's like some historical oh. cycle i we was expecting yeah i was expecting something something a little bit weirder to happen than than ultimately ever did yeah
3: you're, you're the paddle boat now son <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but like yeah, the fact yeah. that it wasn't paddle. weirder the fact that it wasn't weird and wasn't magical it made it even more weird
4: <laughs> yeah that's I, how i feel about it too
3: Like, just comparing
4: it to, like, someone else brought up Murakami already, like, my favorite is are the ones that have, like, a lack of the magical moments. I like the dream sequences a lot in Murakami, but yet again, I think Bolaño did them better in this book. The dream sequences are very strange, very haunting. Yeah, really good. But even at the apex scene by the paddle boats, like, I was freaking disturbed, and it, it felt like an emotional apex to me, like yeah just all the angst that udo had like came out with El Komodo laughing at him it, it felt correct to me, just like this moment of just like mm. being almost humiliated, um even if it didn't necessarily make sense, it felt huge and weird and strange yeah,
2: that was that was my takeaway again i was i was i was also mildly confused by what was going on, but it just it just felt more like a ritualistic humiliation where we thought we were going to get el Camado, like literally like beating him to death instead yeah. it's like he just lit this like f- the flame of the unknown soldier or something in his own little hut the fr- and was the, like the, the you first be- yeah, the fr- oh my god shut up dude this reminds figured me
3: figured. of um a story my dad my dad did to me actually that's kind of similar where um, oh boy the fr- first time i held a gun and like, what do I do with the dad? Like, all oh, right, put your look through the sights. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm I'm nervous. I'm like, okay, what do I aim it at? I'm in my uncle's backyard. Well, Jewish family. He's like, see that cross over there? Yeah. Aim it at that cross. And I had the cross in this my sights, the cross from the church. I'm like, oh, okay. What do I do now, Dad? Pull the trigger. So I pull the trigger. I'm like, hey, it's not loaded. It's like, what, you thought it was gonna fire. <laughs> Well It's it, 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 it's kind of like it's kind of like the same thing like with where It's kind of like okay, let's go to the paddle boat. You see that light in there? Go in there. He goes and thinks something bad's gonna happen, and then Komodo's just cracking up because like this dumbass.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a it's definitely more a, Ben Ben lore. Ben, yeah. yeah. ben <laughs> lore. This is a Ben well, lore show.
2: Isn't it kind of like Abrahamic a little bit? Like the kill your son, kill him, kill him, and then eventually he's like, "What do you? What do you, you? What are you crazy? <laughs> Never mind." <You laughs> right, know, it's like that right. kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like, you know, I, I do sympathize with the one star Goodread reviewers in the sense of like, you know, just 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 basic like hog literary analysis. Like, oh, oh just sewing out like che- Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun never went off in this book. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, it's bad, bad writing. Chekhov's gun. There's it never went off. Um, and and I, 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 I do get that. And I, I, I think it's interesting to wonder about why Bolaño never published this in his lifetime. Um, and, and you know, how he may have changed it if he ever returned to it. But um Well two I things. Think okay. Yeah, go cool. ahead,
3: Ben. Oh. Belano is known for those moments that don't make sense but have a lot of emotional impact. Like Matt, I don't know if you remember the line the scene in um two six 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 where he puts the geometry book on the clothesline. Oh yeah, and, and the just weather staring takes at it. it yeah, yeah. And it just like he just puts his geometry book on a clothesline, the guy just stares at it. And there's so much like emotional impact to the scene, like dude, I don't understand this, and the character never elaborates. So, he does have those scenes where it just it feels right, but it doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, and I, I think like that. that's because I think that's yeah. because he's doing, and w- the thing that I think Bolano doing, and the reason why, therefore, I think I'm sort of like sunk into reading all of his stuff is like every book does feel like it's sort of tackling a, a very similar notion that can never be named which is just the sort of you know and this is tackled in in other stuff too but just that the like uh he's from a very specific time and he and he lived through many strange experiences in like mexico and like south america and like you know spain and stuff and it's like uh just a sort of darkness under under the surface at all moments and just kind of yes trying to gesture at that in every single book and like uh you know people say like the culmination of all these other posthumous works is sort of on display in 2666 and i i kind of buy into that like
3: was 2666 posthumous too no uh no it's it's, it's unfinished though yeah oh okay yeah, but it has a great ending like it's a the ending like is at like a pickle stand or something like that <laughs> and like when you re- read the ending it's like it seems like such like a dumb thing but like oh crap this actually wrapped up the book perfectly <laughs> like it's like a great summary of the whole event of the book um yeah but but
2: uh, yeah just like the 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 kind of um you think you're gonna get something specific like You know, obviously he makes gestures towards like um, more political gestures because he was like a super lefty guy um, and he has like deep worries about like fascism and its relation to art and, uh, you know, therefore all these gestures and uh, references to like Nazism and the Third Reich and all this kind of stuff. But it feels like it's more than that. It feels like he's like he sees that as like a symptom of something bubbling up that is potentially innate in people.
3: Yeah, and, and like also you gotta think of it too with like the Latin American culture, and the Mexican culture especially, is always there's that sense of machismoism, and like yeah. not in like um the typical way you might see it manifest, where like oh, I'm gonna fight this dude at the bar, but like it seems like the male characters, it's like it's like they always kind of like they're always checking each other's cards. It's like it's like he's like the scene where like Lamb gets ahead of Wolf, and he gets on the hierarchy, and it's like mm, yeah. okay and that, now he's there, or then like um when they start talking about the rapes or like, even like a scene where um, he sees them um, front else in the hotel and she looks busy. It's like, okay, she looks busy, but like, I don't, I don't want to seem like, um, God, I just forgot the word. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to seem like a little bitch. I'll stay here a bit longer just in case she does want to talk to me. I won't leave immediately. I don't want to seem too passive. And, but, right. and then like, it always kind of, but for his works, it always seems like to reach a fever pitch where it's like, are these guys going to go into a knife fight out of nowhere now? <laughs> like, I don't know. There's that Luis Borges story where he—it's um, about a knife fight, and it's like I have yeah. to do this fight, and I die, and it, and that's like if you read that, it makes a lot of Bologna's books um, make a lot more sense. Oh, and if if you don't mind, I have two more points too. Go off King, King. Hit him. I thought of I thought of Gabe a lot during this book as somebody who is obsessed with <laughs> the game right now and on vacation. I was
4: actually thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> Even though like the other qualities, they don't line up at all, but. Yo, Gabe's true. obsessed with a game, or six games.
3: Yeah. Dark Souls. And, and I don't think Gabe's going to seduce an old German woman who's very beautiful at the hotel. Not, either, but. not planning on she's it. She's not though. old. She's <laughs> our age,
4: dude. She's like 35.
3: <laughs> oh, she's old, bro. I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, did you guys notice that um, Udo had the arc of Hitler in this book?
2: How so? Like a failed artist? what who loses think about it. War.
3: So, yeah, but think about it. Like, so when he starts out, like you know how Hitler, he had that special location where he had all his art pieces, he had his mistress, he had his wife there, and everything, and he's just being jovial, living happy, kind of vacation. But then, as the battle progresses, and the reason why, like one reason Nazi Germany lost, his mental state starts to Hitler's mental state started to go down, just like his with the um with the game. The more the book progresses, the more he's losing territory. His mental state is just declining, declining and declining. Mm-hmm. So it just like, it's kind of like it's not one to one, but it kind of matches the arc of Hitler in a lot of ways as well.: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Think, I yeah. think that go ahead Paul. The,
4: the obvious lack is that there is no big violent suicide or murder at the end. He, his life kind of goes back to normal, and he kind of disregards any <laughs> any notion that the experience even happened to him. yeah he, there, there's like a lack of arc in his own mind. Where he kind of just goes back to normal life. He um, kind of patches. up. Yeah, there's one line about him being mildly depressed, maybe. Yeah, but he (laughs) kind of patches things up with Ingborg, but not really. They're like friends. But it kind of seems to just like the experience seemed to wash over him. And he has no he doesn't learn a lesson. Maybe that's part of the Goodreads um, things too. people like don't. There's no change in
3: him, really.
0: There's no character arc. There's no growth. I, I just,
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought of something, Paul. And this is why I'd want to know Bolanos, how much of a conspiracy theorist he is. Maybe Hitler did the same thing. Maybe he went to Argentina afterwards. Uh. That's yeah. why I thought. That's uh, why I thought the husband.
0: That's why I thought the husband was going to be Hitler.
2: Or the boy. You ever watch Boys from Brazil? No, no. It's about a, a like a secret experiment going on where they they've they've taken some of hitler's dna material and they clone him like a bunch of times and try and recreate the exact home environment that he had as a child and they're raising like 12 Jesus. children hitlers to try and see if they can make him again
3: that's crazy that's not just like the mark omega <laughs> yeah, yeah true story
0: um i wanted to just because someone brought it up already i wanted to touch a little bit on uh because i haven't read too not su- i haven't yeah I I haven't read two six uh
3: (laughs) Holocaust
0: um I I haven't read two six 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 but my understanding is that that book centers around a series of rapes right like that's kind of the
3: kinda uh, that's
0: a part of it at least the sort of open it's the centerpiece of like
2: a definitely like segmented sort of tale okay well so the
3: the reason I'm asking one guy does have a 12 inch (laughs) cock
2: that's true one of the weirder parts of that fucking book is the yeah good for him that's that's
0: epic uh ben i think you're uh, your mic cut out. oh you're back you're back. Um, back
4: you're muted for a second oh, yeah. well
0: so anyway so the reason i bring oh. it up is because that's a sort of weirdly that's something that he keeps coming back to in this book too like there's always this there's this weird shadow of was hannah raped by the wolf and the lamb did charlie rape somebody there's all this like back in the background um and there's that scene in the hotel when when udo confronts them about charlie like did he rape somebody right and i was yeah. just wondering like because that's that's another one of these and, and do, do right. about to-
3: they were about to rape the maid and, at that yeah, exact moment. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And they're in the, the it, like uh, Udo sort of st- stops them from raping the hotel maid.
4: Which is a weird scene that I want to talk about more.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we should save it for the uh, Patreon. But the, I, the page. I, but uh, the it page. is a very it is a very weird scene. But I guess I was wondering because that's another thing that just kind of doesn't go anywhere. It's just there, right? Like there's this all of these questions about who raped who and. Were there rapes at all? Uh, Did Charlie uh, rape uh,
4: Hannah? Did Hannah like somehow get Charlie to get raped? Did was Charlie? Yeah, was
0: was Charlie was Charlie raped by a guy, right? Like there's there's a lot of potential and implied rape. I I guess I just wonder, like what the people who know Bolaño better make of this uh, seeming obsession.
3: I don't know, because the crazy part, too, if Hannah and Charlie were both raped, the book would have made a lot more sense
2: just because of their personalities
3: because no because like of how how far Hannah was off the edge and just crying and then and like then, and then Charlie just dying out of nowhere right
2: like doing macho shit too like right exactly yeah. that he can like swim farther and like sail exactly distances. yeah Trying to prove yeah. his
3: masculinity well, because he almost
0: dies early on in the book but by swimming really far out, right? Right, yeah. Mm. Um, so he's always, like, flirting with, like, trying to seemingly trying to get away from something, right? By just trying to go as far as he fucking can. <laughs> yeah. Um, himself in the waters. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah,
4: and
2: just,
0: well,
4: like, constantly going out, partying, drinking, and puking, and then coming back and drinking more. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's I like,
0: like, dude, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 dude. That's what we call a fucking legend.
2: Yeah, that guy's <laughs> an absolute... That, he's a lad, dude. He's an absolute I think, legend.
4: I think, actually, Udo does that at one point, too. He, like, pukes mm-hmm. and then comes yep. back. He does. Like, so he oh, does, yeah. 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 Yeah, There's I mean, so- like
2: you were saying, the, the oppressive nature of having fun, in quotes, is definitely super palpable and well done, where you're just, like... You're hot. You're on vacation. You need to like ring out some fun in like the environment, and it's just like it sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, it's because
0: it's, like... it's it's because uh, the beach sucks and hot weather sucks. This book hot, proves. <laughs> this book proves it. All right, dude. Hot we're not fresh, gonna get into so this. Disagree. <laughs> but any, well, and, I, I don't know. What? What oh. is it? Yeah. If I, I was, I'm genuinely curious if anyone has anything to say about these. I mean, I guess the, the. Well, what do you mean when you say it would make more sense, Ben, if the the rape? Because.
3: Thing? hannah like i know she got beat by trigger, trigger um, warning
0: we're talking about rape a lot right now yeah trigger b- warning b- and if
3: and if you if you're not comfortable with these subjects go to youtube.com bookshore to hear more about it but <laughs> but, but um no because because hannah like i know um um charlie or charles like beat her and that'd be a triggering moment just in itself but then she forgave him super quickly and she almost seemed like she almost went insane um and then like it's a classic abusive relationship. Yeah, yes. like You don't get him. He's yeah. not like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, like, she left her child to go with this guy on vacation, which is, like, really strange. Um, yeah. But then, but then, like, also, um, Charlie, like, just, like, trying to prove himself constantly. Like, it, it's, like, though actions would have made sense, but they went to, like, such a level where it's, like, being on vacation, was that enough of the triggering moment? And they did say that, like, how it's odd that people typically die on vacation or something like that. But it just again, it's just that ambiguity. And does it relate to the rape in Six Six Six? The rape in that novel is handled much differently. In the sense, where it's like he's trying to show show how normalized rape is, and how much we ignore it, and everything like that. This mm-hmm. the rape he uses in this novel feels a lot different. Matt, mm-hmm. do you have anything to say about? It? I know you're gonna say something, Matt. But
2: oh, I mean, yeah. It just I mean, like I I think about the idea that it's it's just like one of the most. I mentioned this in Discord. I think a little bit. But it's like it's the mo- one of the most common violent crimes in the world. <laughs> And so it would make sense to be a, uh, a thing that Bolanu might be attracted to as somebody who's I think basically like, just probing the darkness of, of, of what's what human beings are capable of and what is most common, and then I think also just the, uh, there is a uh, a through line that I can tell a little bit of like, women kind of bearing the brunt of this because you were talking about machismo earlier, and I think that is true. I think culturally maybe he's ingested that more and and it seems to be a theme of like they go to a bar like the first time they go to a bar right with the wolf and the lamb there is literally a bar fight where a guy's like yo i'm gonna bring my cool stick in here oh and like the bed the bouncer's like yeah and he's like all right and then he like snaps his arm and then they get into a bar fight and it's like this book is definitely infused with all yeah. that shit too. Yeah, right.
3: like the, the stick guy—you think is just some crazy dude gets his stick broken and immediately breaks somebody's arm It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. why did you have the stick? <laughs> was it like right. literally? Was it the anime thing? Like, oh, I have the stick to protect other people because I'm too strong without it. The the, the well, power just, the power of God and anime were definitely on that guy's
2: yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, that guy thought he was gonna <laughs> bow staff the whole bar, but he <laughs> yeah. he couldn't do it. But just the anticipation of violence is a big thing i think um and the ways it manifests in reality and machismo mixed with a kind of gamified almost which is why i think it's prescient for even now because i feel like it's even more relevant now but like seeing seeing like let's talk about game theory like that kind of thing like seeing a zero-sum kind of you know winner takes all there's only losers on the other side yeah like strategic view of your interactions with people and the globe in it in general like you, you, but, you know what I mean but, Pick but up artistry. the, the, the woman yeah, acted that is a way. great example of that
3: but then but then the, also the woman act and um, reciprocate to that as well or France Els is totally flirting with Udo and then it's implied she might have another level lever as well and might not even be sleeping with her husband and then like um, and then he's concerned like, well, if he finds out that I slept with the hotel mate, which is like out of nowhere completely, like maybe she won't be with me. So it's kind of like the women are also participating in that zero sum game as well. But not English. Well, like like, I think
2: there's like a, I think there's like a double like you get both pers- like styles of abuse. Like Udo is not an overt abuser, but like he's with somebody who would like fuck off immediately, and then Hannah's more like the person who's like weirdly attracted to this kind of death drive that Mm -hmm. this guy has that she's with and so i think you get kind of both both ends of it but for hannah in hannah's case yes it's like the classic example of like uh it's both attractive and also like i can change
3: but but but. ingboard still slept with him after they came back which like (laughs) like i think a healthy would person like dude get the fuck out of here (laughs) Well, yeah.
4: I think that Bologna just shows, like, he, he definitely dives better into f- the female perspective of sexuality better than Murakami ever has. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: true. But you, you get a, a huge
4: array of different emotions from both sexes in this book, for sure. Like, it, there's even that that scene with, with Ingborg where she's actually, like, shows some sort of jealousy towards Hannah having this certain way with men and having this like attractive quality even though she claims to possibly not like it or respect it but she ends up getting mad at udo about it or something remember that scene oh, yeah. that was really confusing <laughs> um
2: yeah i think i think what weirdly though like sex is never brought up in any sort of erotic fashion like, no, it's always, like, a weird, like... It's like, we made love. Yeah. It's, like, the best you get. Yeah,
3: yeah like, like the, the most sexual scene you get is, like, dude, if you if I was able to see myself from the ceiling, it would just be me humping the bed because she's so small and you can't even see her. <laughs> yeah. I
2: know, which is just a... Gr- I thought that was a great scene of, like, Udo's narcissism. Like, I think the Charlie dying thing is not so much supposed to be some sort of, like, catalyst for him going nuts because he's no. so distraught. It's more, like, to emphasize... Finally, what was being given such a light touch in like the first half, which is like Udo is just looking at people as like game pieces, and he's and it just sort of is like the guy's kind of made a sociopath by his interest in this kind of. I mean, uh, I kind of disagree, that feels harsh to me. Harsh, yeah. Uh,
4: I think that right. he has like a like Clap a clouded, back. he has a, some sort of clouded layer over his personality, but. There are little moments here and there that I think Bellanio brings out Udo's he's not a
2: sociopath. You're right. I'm sorry, but
4: humanity in like really brilliant ways. Like there, there's a scene. There's a couple like one scene in particular where he's where he cries towards the end. There's one scene where he ends up like getting kind of emotional about Charlie's death, even though he claims to have hated him the whole time. Yeah. Right. Um, shit. I was gonna say something else, but there. To me, yeah, I don't think he's a sociopath. I think he. And there's, oh yeah, I was going to say that there's a scene where he talks about the game after going on a rant about playing the game for like two pages. And at the very end, he talks about why he likes it. And it's really wholesome. Yeah. He talks about like friends slapping him on the back. And just basically like the, the game gives him some human connection.
2: But I think the yeah, I guess, is that's how it starts. Well, how what starts? Like a, a, a wholesome, you know, quote unquote, like just like sporting experience Listen, turns if you want g- to oh, oh, okay. get
3: if you want to get on a game about Dark Souls you can just don't do it in the pocket <laughs> yeah Patreon that's Patreon <laughs> Yo, my only my bad my
2: bad my bad
3: uh, <laughs> no Matt, Matt can't say shit to me about Dark Souls dude
0: he's played them all too I played them all <laughs> yeah. um, so but, sociopaths but I guess I, I <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I, I guess I um had a different read on Udo than than you guys that maybe me and Paul are on the closer to the same page but like I feel like um, Bolaño was tr- was was trying. I-, I could see that he was maybe trying to write Udo as like a sort of an odious character, but like I, he didn't read that way to me. Like he, obviously he does some fucked up things, and he kind of goes, you know, like gets gets starts to kind of lose his mind toward the end. But like I don't know. That's that's sort of a i was about to give a bad example i was about to talk about bobby fisher who is is an odious character <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah but you know he's one like, point for me he's a, he's just a guy he's a guy who's a, who's at, at doing doing a, a intellectually demanding thing at a high level and kind of orients his life around it and you know i don't know i i kind of felt for him in the sense of like ingeborg being like dude you're a fucking nerd this is stupid i i i have no interest yeah. i have no interest in what you're doing at all um as I, somebody I, who
3: spent three months on a model kit i i feel for him as yeah well. <laughs> yeah like
0: i i don't know like he was he was more sympathetic to me than like terrible and it seems I, like you you read it differently matt and maybe that I, I,
3: too i got a quote all right br- all right bring it read it maybe it was a son that was making me ramble on in my defense i should say that since i'm Left um, Stuttgart and hadn't had the chance to talk any to anyone about war and games. M- my fellow gamers will know what I mean. <laughs>
2: GamerGate, dude. He's GamerGate. Gamergate. Yes.
3: Yeah. yes, dude. He lives in a society. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no. He's I, a classic, I, I don't.
3: He's a classical liberal. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to insinuate that I thought like Udo was um, unsympathetic. I was just trying to be a little bit uh, inflammatory, I guess. I just mean like. I just mean like ultimately this passion of his, uh not that I didn't connect with him on some levels. Uh I'm not saying I connected with him. No, that's not
3: <laughs> we're saying well, that.
2: Well okay. You okay. Well, you sympathize is all I guess I mean. It's like yeah, uh he's doing something intellectually demanding or whatever. It's just that like uh that still contributes to the the more sus and uh dark sides of his personality i I
0: guess i guess it just depends on how you want to read it right so like you know udo like one way to read it is like he's just like a like a sad boy who's like like ruining everyone's time by sitting in his room playing the game all day while everyone else is having fun at the beach right that's one that's one read the other read is that, like, he actually has a, a job that he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be writing this article and practicing this game because the we one character we haven't talked about is that I think is interesting that we probably need to save um, is uh, I forget his last name. But Re- the Rex, the American guy, Rex, whatever, who oh, yeah, yeah. who Udo is sort of trying to impress with his article that he's writing. Right. That's oh, is that the it.
3: one with like he he's like, oh, my dog finally passed and he started making pig noises.
2: Uh, I don't. That remember. wasn't him. No. That was another guy. But yeah, that that's was, a, weird. That's that was the, weird. That weird. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's the guy that
0: he. That's the guy he calls on the phone at the end. That's yeah. a great scene too. um But this is the other. uh the, Was it Rex of, Freeman? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm thinking of Lex
4: Freeman. No, 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 maybe. Maybe that's actually right.
2: Lex Freeman. <laughs>
3: anyway, Lex he's somehow worst. anticipating the Lex rise Freeman. of Lex Freeman. <laughs> that would be crazy. Lex Freeman. Don't even don't, worry
0: about don't, it, ben. Ben, Don't. Don't, Ben. You don't need that in your life. um but uh, I I don't know. I I feel like there's multiple ways to sort of read Udo from different perspectives and, and not all of them are like entirely bad.
4: Yeah. Well, I I agree up until the rape scene, the almost rape scene, and then him kind of courting the 16 year old. Yeah. um, I mean, that's bad. That, that to me, (laughs) that was like the (laughs) the culmination of like the worst (laughs) aspects of him, like his, his worst tendencies to kind of, be kind of free with his uh, sexual impulses. And even, even the way that he handled the, the wolf and the lamb, like him stopping them was kind of like almost too late to me. Cause he was kind of watching it happen mm. and he doesn't necessarily freak out at them. He opens the door just to expose them, but doesn't really say anything. And they stop like trying to rape the girl but then they like keep smoking a joint and then they go out for drinks after.
3: Yeah, it's like in this situation, like <laughs> yeah. him opening the door is probably a good move, but like him like still being buddy buddy with him is weird. And like I-, I reread the part because I was it was so weird. It's like, yeah, so I woke up today, smoked some cigarettes, called my friend, fuck this bitch, and then it's like, wait, you fuck you fucked the maid? <laughs> and like, Yeah, that, just, the whole
4: just, the 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 thing with that with him witnessing that and then having sex with the maid, and then got kind of getting like a little sexual domineering in moments in his head saying that she brings out like the most yeah ruthless right, aspects of right. his sexuality like
3: he missed a girl dude.
4: Th- It was just weird. It creeped me the it creeped me the fuck out how that all transpired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, and it was that was bad. It like uh And then he gave him money cement- afterwards still? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It like cemented the what, idea that he was a deplorable character to me.
2: That's what I'm saying, like his the the you know the worst aspects of him are on the rise until the culmination of his humiliation. And only only when he's kind of put in his place, sort of, by El Camado, it's not like you don't know what he learned from that experience. You just know that he has, like, a sort of, He's lost his enthusiasm for the game. Like he just doesn't want to play the third Reich that much anymore. Right. At which, that's which only because which, he lost.
0: We, well, it could be. Right. Which is also borne out in the ending, which is where he sort of soft retires from the game. He winds up going to the the big tournament that he was supposed to be at, and he just kind of watches and then leaves early, and that's the end of the book. Right. <laughs> and, then,
2: and then and then there's like yeah. this like sort of insinuation that like a new version of the game is like more popular so he's not even like relevant anymore he's like a 25 year old guy but like uh yeah. you know there's like a new version of like the fucking like d- uh D rules where it's like oh it's not pathfinder anymore it's like blah 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 it's right. like i don't oh, e- like, i don't even like that overwatch that
3: 2 just dropped Or oh, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like yeah. it's like magic the gathering oh the new set comes out so all your cards are useless now. right right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah
2: like literally like that rotation
3: like- rotation just happened <laughs> yeah, that's, I got, I got the first rotation. Happened, I, I, I dropped, dropped out of magic. <laughs> I think
2: that's like a genuinely good analog to what happened to him where he's just, and then there's like new rules and he was like, eh, fuck it. He, yeah. Like, and, and that's what I mean. Well, and the like, whole,
4: the whole b- time he was on vacation too, wasn't he like strategizing about a new way to play the game? Yeah. He said it yeah. was going to revolutionize um, it. Yeah. It was going to revolutionize it. So who and, knows? Even, even after the experience with, uh komodo maybe he would have even lost the quasimodo the yeah. what's his name <laughs> el camado maybe he, el camado yeah, yeah. maybe he would have lost the desire to play it anyway yeah, well, which I, like, okay i was gonna say it's it adds to like i think Bolano's intrigue because there's so many different sides of how you can read into any situation yeah
3: well it's just like with the nazis experience in real life you know if, Fascism, um, anti Semitism got rotated out, and now we have to be progressive. That's the new meta.
2: <laughs> oh, man, spicy. Whoa, okay.
3: <laughs> Jeez. I'm just kidding. The, the <laughs> left is still anti Semitic.
0: That's spicy time.
4: Hitler's anti Semitic? Is that
0: Hot, <laughs> the hottest take of the day? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where are you? Hey,
3: Patreon only.
2: Well, no, it's just like the, the map. Like, there's another allusion to, like, the fact that, like, the people at the highest levels were only seeing those kinds of sort of things as games themselves, you know? Like, they literally just did have big maps of the world, and they were pushing pieces around. And there is this kind of, um, you know, it's a tired phrase, but the, the the map and territory confusion going on, where it's, like, them bleeding into each other. Just, you just You see models of reality, and then... The you know, Yeah, you're 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 playing a game, but it, it it sort of overlays onto your life, and then you just you have a HUD now, and you're just seeing like people's stats, basically. Dude, I and, wish I had a HUD. Uh, no, dude, it's. Uh, I'm
0: kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, just my like
2: stamina would be horrible in that HUD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. Well, it, it, so yeah, he's just getting. I, I, I see more of a sinister aspect to the game. Like, where it maybe starts as, like, a wholesome intellectual exercise, but the point is that, like, it mutates, because it starts as something
3: wholesome. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe, yeah, would, it's, it's probably, like, you know, it probably goes back to the point, like, in Gravity's Rainbow, where Pynchon talks about the guy who is making the V2 rockets, and he says it's the, um this creating systems for the sake of systems, because his wife came in and said, like, hey, you're having too much fun. Pretty much what Pynchon was trying to say, like, when you get too caught up in the system and making these new systems based off systems... Mm-hmm. You forget about the human element. It's like, hey, you're having fun making all these V2 rockets, but these are meant to bomb civilians and, like, bomb soldiers. And, like, and that's probably why everybody was horrified by the game. It's like, dude, yeah, like, it's cool that you have this game be are fun, but, like, you're a German guy finding the best ways to win Germany. And from his perspective, it's probably just like, well, Germany's um, Germany comes from, like, the, the behind. So, I'm like, if I'm Germany, I'm actually the underdog in this game. So, let me try to maximize it here. <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just playing on hard mode
2: right exactly and it's like i I see you know i see something else in your desire to do this basically like i think other people see that including i think ingeborg who is not just disturbed because he's being like a shut-in nerd but like i think she as a german as well and fucking obviously aware of the history was like i see something else in your obsession with this shit. yeah and i and okay i mean i'm yeah i'm 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 coming around to to
0: this to seeing what you're saying i mean because some of the some of the creepy one of the creepiest chapters in the book to me was the chapter of him basically just like listing all his favorite generals and like all all his favorite he knows way uh, too many yeah and like all all, he's like uh, all of his favorite like military maneuvers and like
2: oh and and in that scene which i thought was pretty great too and reminded me of like nazi literature is he relates a couple of those generals to writers Yes. And like musicians mm, and artists, yep. which, again, is like, yeah. you know, one of the things that I think is so interesting is is Bolaño's seeming concern with um, art's contribution to these things. Right. Yeah. You,
0: you mentioned earlier, Matt, that he's he seems to have an interest in the relationship between art and, and specifically fascism. Right.
3: Who's well, the guy was, who sorry oh, right. Go ahead. No, you go who's ahead. The, who's the, I mean, it's a direct example of the guy? Who was the guy who made um, the Nazi uniforms? It's like a comp- It's a fashion company that's still prevalent today. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Hugo Boss.
2: Hugo Boss. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. and like Hitler was a huge art collector as well. Yeah, he was a yeah, failed artist, artist oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like, think, like George Bush. <laughs> Well, yeah. he he became but He's a not a failed artist anymore. No, th- those true,
1: shit's are true. weirdly good. Yeah, they
0: are. Yeah, they look like I feel like George Bush's paintings look like fucking uh like AI like dolly e generations. <laughs> they do. Like, yeah. They do.
1: <laughs>
4: Maybe George Bush was- is actually making all of them secretly. Yeah, he's working all the hard. AI images like painting Dude, him in two seconds when oh my god, George did
0: Bush he, in the fucking like AI rat cage like generating paintings. Yeah, it's like okay,
2: can I see a minion on the cross <laughs> crucified? And he's like, oh god, oh god, I gotta
3: they draw do. this. Quick. Oh, oh geez, man, I gotta draw this. minion. <laughs> they, the they, they do look AI generated, right? Yeah. <laughs> they well, they're disturbing, because, <laughs> they're disturbing because
2: they're disturbing because unlike Hitler, he he did all the shit you know what he lived his political career and then he painted so he feels like he's right working the through, order of
0: operations is different he's working mm.
2: through uh you know the kind of horrors that he's had to reckon with over time whereas hitler like <laughs> was like i'm a sensitive beautiful boy and then just uh was denied and then oh, became that out of spite right right he's yeah, yeah, kind
4: of like the first school shooter kind of wasn't he
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, but what an example. <laughs> I mean, that's oh a good God. example, but damn. <laughs> Weird, like, I, wanted to read,
4: I wanted to read this little segment about um, where Elsa's kind of questioning uh, Udo about his identity and what he thinks of him, like who he is as a game player, as a German.
3: Well, wow, Gabe just leaves.
4: Yeah, Gabe just takes off.
2: He <laughs> hates when Paul has um, anything to say. It's really bad. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs>
4: You can't both leave. (laughs) I'm here for you, Paul. Let me uh, me just read this real quick. Uh, So Elsa says, uh, what are you, just a war games player? Of course not. I'm a young person who's trying to have a good time, a healthy good time. And I'm German. And what does that mean to be German? I don't know exactly. Something difficult, that's for sure. Something that we've gradually forgotten. Me too? All of us. Though in your case, maybe a little less so. I should take that as a compliment, I suppose. And I kind of read that as, like, <laughs> as Udo kind of having, like, a, a nostalgia for national identity, right?
3: Mm.
2: Yeah.
4: Like, uh, and maybe him playing the game and getting involved in the knowledge of the war and all these generals is his, like, weird desire for nationalism and his own identity.
0: Well, and there's a moment, I, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but there's a moment where he's confronted, I forget by who, about this. It might be the Ingeborg conversation that you were talking But he's like, he goes out of his way to say, like, well, because because uh, I think it might be the wolf and the lamb, actually, because someone, there's like a, somehow he gets the idea that everyone thinks he's a Nazi. And he's like, no, 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 like, I'm, I'm actually, like, not at all. Like, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm an anti-Nazi. Yeah, I'm an anti I'm actually totally, like, uh, you know, I'm cool, man. Like, I'm hip to it and no um, one
2: buys it.
3: No. I have a question for this scene that really confused me. When he met that friend from he knew as a child from the, at the Red Cross, and the friend doesn't believe that Charles died even though he hasn't met Charles, and then Udo just pushes him over and he goes into the fetal position and just that was weird oh, okay yeah when he gets... <laughs> but
4: it also it was it didn't end up being a friend from his past he like he met him on the street and hoped that it was someone that recognized oh,
0: him. oh maybe i read that wrong. well okay. no wasn't at, it wasn't it this is right? now we're all just failing at interpreting but <laughs> at wasn't reading. it wasn't it someone who helped in the search for
3: charlie yeah yes. but right? he initially
4: okay. thought that it was someone from his like teenage vacation
3: but then the guy kind of acted like he was best friends with
0: Udo as well. Yeah, the guy was yeah. acting very strange. But it but it turned out that it wasn't. It was just a guy.
3: Okay. It was just a guy. And that then he, he
4: ends up going to the guy's apartment and they have like a beer together. And then the and guy gets And He's just like this guy's so boring. Yeah.
3: And and the, the guy, guy talks a, a lot.
4: He was talking about art a lot, yeah.
2: True. And, and, and but Udo but the dude like, takes a, home a home swing at him. him. That's the thing also is like it still ends in like this like Violence. drunken machismo confrontation where the guy's finally just like yeah, I fucking think you're all that, and then he like tries to punch him in the face, and then you know Udo shoves him to the ground, and then just like
3: leaves. Yeah. And he just like ragdolls like an NPC.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs>
4: um, it's weird.
3: It was a weird. Yeah, scene. <laughs> it was such a weird scene. I re- I realize this is
0: abrupt, uh, boys, but believe it or not, we're already over an hour. All
2: right, so, let's get out of
0: here. Um, wow. Uh, we we may have to uh, wrap it up and save the rest of this uh, fruitful discussion, this profitable discourse, for the uh, the patrons. Okay. And you know what that means.
4: You're a wizard, Ben. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Uh, yeah, you are, Ben. <laughs>
4: you love Harry Potter, don't you?
0: Yeah, Ben loves Harry yeah, Potter. I, 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 have some, I have some ideas already. All right, good. Because uh, we actually have a fairly long roster of characters that I think are worth housing. So we may have to speed round this. Because I do think that... I'm not speed running. Okay, fine. I have explanations. All right, good.
2: Let's it's go with the cool. big man himself first, I think. All right, Udo.
0: Uh, so j- for those of you who don't know, new listeners, first of all, thank you for being here. Um, sorry we talked about uh, Hitler and rape so much this episode. Um, <laughs> Inevitable. Classic. Yeah, but, uh, so this is the segment where we... Um, indulge Great. indulge our uh, idiot hog brains and do what we secretly all want to do the whole time anyway which is just talk about harry potter and we put the characters from the book we just read into their harry potter houses this is we literally just read another book
2: that's good i like that you gotta wind can, up that introduction can, like that again Yeah, we can that's clip good. we
0: can clip
4: that that they was clip good. that and play it uh so i think every I episode we have that
2: Yep.
0: Anyway, so, uh, all right, let's go. Udo, what house would Udo be in in Harry Potter?
2: Motherfucking Slytherin, dude, obviously.
3: Yeah, Slytherin. He would be gone freaks because at the beginning of the manga in Hunter x Hunter, gone starts off as an innocent young boy, but as he progressively goes through and his mental state deteriorates, he becomes much more of a monster to the point where he's willing to kill a little girl.
0: What? That's not responsive to the that's, question at all. That's but... not what <laughs>
3: I stay where i stand oh
0: my god ben is subverting you're not even playing the the script on
3: him next character
0: i think
2: okay see this is you do not mention anime again ben i swear (laughs) it's manga oh that's fair enough all right uh i
3: and there's two anime adaptations
2: okay so i was right a little bit
3: mute
0: him (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, I feel like you guys were so strong, instant Slytherin. This is what I'm saying. Like, I I, I just don't know.
2: But a a Slytherin has some leeway into not being completely hateable. No, I know. I know. Of course. (sighs) What else could
4: he be in? Like, I don't really consider him a Ravenclaw because he's not really obsessed with anything intellectual. Well, yes, he is.
0: Oh, that's not true. Would you say that (laughs) that someone that plays, would you say that like a high level chess player wasn't doing anything intellectual?
4: No, but it's It's like it's just a game, though, dude. I like. I mean, I think there's a different thing between like a a a game obsession, even if it's a a quote unquote smart game, and like actually being curious in the way that Ravenclaws are.
0: No, I agree. I agree with you that he's not a Ravenclaw, (laughs) but I'm saying just you can't just say that because it's a game, it's not. It's not like a real. It's it's his ambition. Dark Souls is not literature. I'm not saying okay, it is, (laughs) but uh, that's a separate conversation.
2: <laughs> no, he's just super <laughs> ambitious and very plotting. I think, at
0: core. What's his ambition? I mean, he does love being the best at the war game.
2: Okay, that, uh, and now we're done talking about it, right? All right, fine. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the winner, and I am the best.
0: <laughs>
4: I win the Third Reich. Yeah, Matt's, a, a, <laughs> Matt's a Slytherin.
0: Matt's, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's, Matt's treating me like a fucking war game piece right now, dude. He's <laughs> right a piece where I of cardboard. You. Fine, he's a Slytherin. <laughs> um All right. Next up, uh, El Camado.
3: El Camado is absolutely representative of the Camaro Ant King. Because I'm muting you. Oh, muting thing. I'm muting you. I'm muting you. No, this is relevant. <laughs> this is relevant because Chimera Ant King has what he does. He has the ability because he's so physically powerful. So he, what he does, he, he plays games with professionals and he learns their board games and actually defeats them at the board game. And that's how he develops his intelligence.
0: That does seem a little on the nose. Uh, it does seem on the nose.
3: It does. Is it it he Seems also
2: like you found, a, a, better, you found a better. You found a better hermeneutic
0: than us. So is yes. this just so this is just so so the game Ben is playing is just what other character is this
3: character like from
0: any <laughs> anything?
3: No. From Hunter <laughs> from Hunter Hunter.
0: This is all from that from that thing. Yes. Oh my. All, right, all well, right. the
2: new rule is you can't do a different manga.
3: Deal. Yeah. Now you're stuck. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. a There's a lot of characters. I got this.
0: Uh, El Camado's uh, fucking Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw, yeah, yeah. Obvi- I think.
2: He's a seeker, dude.
0: He is a seeker, dude, of yeah. truth.
2: Yeah. He's just a traveler searching for purity.
0: Paul, what do you think?
4: You wh- What did you guys say? Ravenclaw? <laughs> well, what do you think?
0: <laughs> Paul, where are you paying, man? <laughs> Sorry, on, I was Paul's looking at my phone. Paul's on fucking Tinder, dude.
4: <laughs> someone from my past texted me, and I'm like, okay. oh, ooh. Um, You can talk about that. What did did you say, though? Ravenclaw, (laughs)
0: Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw. I think
4: he's a squib. I think his his wand backfired and burned his face. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Or he
1: did
3: that that teleportation spell and a chunk of flesh came off of him. Yeah, because
0: he didn't time it right. Yeah, he, he did. Squinced, what what, what did all? Harry do when he tried to go up the uh, the fireplace and he said the wrong word and he wound up? Oh, uh, what did in? he say? He said uh, "Diagonally." <laughs> Diagonally. <laughs> all right, fine. Dumbest right. part of the book. All right, Paul. Uh, answer accepted. Next up, because we're speedrunning this, this, uh, Charlie.
4: Charlie is Hufflepuff through to the heart to the T to the T. He just loves like what like dogs in his board or something or like beers in his board.
0: But he's not loyal though, or is he? No. Well, he is though, because he remember he has all those conversations with the wolf and the lamb, and he gets so mad at um, Udo because he's like, "You're a fake friend. You're not like a real friend." Like, he's the, a Hufflepuff. These, these guys, these guys are ride or die, and like you're just like a little bitch. Yeah,
2: I'll go with Puff, like a borderline Gryffindor Hufflepuff.
3: I'll go with I think Pike. He's evil. Hufflepuff. I'll go <laughs> okay. with Pike because he, he does. He died like a bitch, and his arrow techniques got caught by an ant that didn't even have nan abilities.
0: Are there ants? Is there a lot of ants in this manga? We've never
3: well, heard of this. Like it's talking a chimera about ants, ant, dude. So like they eat, they ben, eat various. What? How long what? have you been planning this? Uh, yes. <laughs> Any well, I, I only thought of two. Ki- I only thought of the Kamira ant king, and I made up Gong on this guy on the spot. But I'm but I've been reading Hunter Hunter for like ten years, so. <laughs>
2: Damn! So they're ants and they fight each other?
3: Okay. No, they're the Chimera ants they come from the dark it and the queen. What it does is that um, whatever it gestates, it um. That's an passes, ant, the, dude. You're it describing passes ants. the genetic material to the offspring, yeah, so they you're start you're... eating humans along with animals. So you get like these furry animal creatures with but, like abilities. But they are ants, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that's what, what I was curious at. about. Yeah. Yeah. All
3: right. So,
0: uh, Paul. Someone some from monkeys. Paul, what do you say about Charlie?
4: Hufflepuff, evil Hufflepuff, though, because he slaps Hannah and potentially rapes her. Bad
0: puff. Hufflepuffs can rape. It's perfectly. <laughs> it, we have it, established this. What? We're, not saying this. No, no, no. We have been saying this, Ben. This is not new for the show. Yeah. Hufflepuff. It's uh, all been for this They're moment. the most
4: wholesome house, but they also... Ev- Everyone
0: has a dark rape. side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. All right. Uh, Ingeborg. I think she is the Gryffindor. I think, yeah, she is the strongest possibility. Because I think she actually door. doesn't give a fuck, really. But in she a, seems
2: to have the most, like, sort of personal integrity. She's, and, like, yeah, exactly. Identity.
0: Exactly. She's going her
3: own way, mm-hmm. dude. Based I on like that her. description, I'll say Macha from the um, sp- um the Spider Troop. <laughs> Macha is, um, is a T. It's Omachi. Oh, I don't know how to say a dumb name. They ever, but but she she's kind of <laughs> like that. She's very self confident and intelligent. And even though she's part of a group and she's very helpful and passionate, she. Does her own thing and everything. She's very self-sufficient. All right. Sounds okay. yeah. That's, that does kind of
0: sound like it work. All right. Um,
3: Hannah. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff.
2: Meant... Oh, okay, go ahead, Ben. What is it? Hannah?
3: Palm, because Palm is fucking psycho, and she's in love with this with her teacher, even though the teacher just kind of like doesn't care about it, but he just kind of keeps her in line. And if she doesn't um, get her way, she tries to stab you to death, and she tried to date Gon, who was like 12 years old. <laughs> did hannah do that though
2: i i hope somebody is mm-hmm. who knows this is enjoying this yeah me <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um i don't i don't know where i would put hannah man i mean i guess yeah i guess like puff because she is loyal to charlie to to a fault um
2: yeah i'm with you it's it's I, it's unclear to but me it's not that probably. simple i'll put puff too though
0: yeah all right all right Oh yeah! You, oh, it's you didn't go. Oh, yeah.
4: No, I did go, but I just think that because there's some like lacking information about what happened with Charlie with her, there's like a strong chance that she is a Slytherin because she kind of seems like she could have murdered him.
0: You know? Wait, what? But you think she murdered Charlie? You're gonna bring got that up him now? killed or something? Yeah, I know. You should no, have bought this I'll, up. Yeah, but, no, it's uh, we we'll Patreon it. All right, we yeah, because right. we need to talk about that because I didn't get that at all. Um, all right, okay, last I one. I'm to be involved in his death in some way. Oh, remember. my God. Last one, Frau Elsa. Gryffindor. <sighs> Gryffindor, yeah. She's She is she's completely above it all.
4: Yeah, she's basically in the... Like, the hotel is like the Gryffindor common room,
3: <laughs> and she owns it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I would either say one of the second prince of the... <laughs> Of oh, the Cocoon Kingdom, or I would say, <laughs> um, oh, I had somebody else in mind, but I forgot who. They, I forgot their name just now. Uh, um, Yes,
2: the Cocoon Kingdom. Yeah, yeah it's Kaku. it's pretty
3: it's pretty much North Korea. <laughs> Wait, is it Wait, it's, no? It's pretty much China. North Korea is another kingdom. You said Cocoon there. Kingdom, Kak, like Cocoon something. Like, I forget the name. It's
2: like Wait, Kakuine? Kakuine, Kaku 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 Village. Kaku.
3: <laughs> Listen, the the fourth prince, his name is Prince Shreinik. <laughs> they have crazy names. <laughs> All right, one so cares name? So it's the second prince who has the cat ability. Well if you kill her, her <laughs> ninjas will instantly manifest and kill you. But it was countered by Prince Benjamin because he's like, I think her I think her ability is based off her death, so he just put her in a jail cage and she's gonna do anything. I put her. Alright. So, ben, um, prince Benjamin. He he kills a lion in this first panel. <laughs> he's, he just a little one and just kills it. So many... The insect oh, and the, the mammalian kingdom. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: interacting. Okay, all right. There. Um, so yeah, that's that segment. Um, next segment. I'm <laughs> the next segment is uh, the Scrabble word. I need my to word is on
4: my iPad downstairs. I this got is,
2: my word. All right. Well, I got so, mine. So I'll, Paul, go okay. get it. All go right. Uh, okay. Oh, I found it. All right. I have to look Let's it up real
3: quick. The small intersection of people who read um, Third Reich and Hunter Hunter—they're gonna agree with me, one hundred percent on this.
2: We're we're glad to get them into the into the fold,
3: like, you know How many
0: mean? people do we actually think that is? Like uh, like like really like. like
3: Hunter Hunter is super popular. That's the, true. The, the, the manga creator just made an Instagram account, got millions of views. But, but like, this um, this book is not though. He mentions Hegel.
2: We're about to see the Hunter Hunter bump, dude. All right,
0: that's base. We're gonna yeah. get the Hunter Hunter bump. Yeah, Ben, you need to, a, you need to promote us on the Hunter Hunter Instagram.
3: I don't think they have an Instagram.
0: You just said he made an Instagram.
3: He made a Twitter.
0: Oh, I thought you said Instagram. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, so my word is, um, and this is a word that I'd seen before, but I'd never really bothered to look up for whatever reason. It's aileron. A-I-L-E-R-O-N. Um, and it's the part of the wing of a plane that can be manipulated by the pilot to uh. raise or lower the um, elevation of the plane, basically, or help it like uh, tw- turn side to side. So, uh, yeah, that's my word.
3: Nice. My word is gamer. It's another term for Nazi.
2: <laughs> nice. I love synonyms. That's, yeah, we love a yeah, good synonym. Yeah. Uh, mine is, uh, and I f- had a hard time finding a legit definition, but it's in the book, and it's quadriculated. That was my other,
0: that was my other option. Ooh, I missed that word.
2: C-U-A-D-R-I-C-U-L-A-T-E-D and uh yeah there wasn't something that came up immediately on google or anything but it was it, I, I think it's just grid t- like it's basically like, gr- like graph paper right it's just graph paper yeah. yeah it's like the pattern on graph paper. i
0: had never seen it that 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 before because especially with a
3: c right i was just like a q very yeah. weird i, I um, think i probably thought there was some spanish would understand it that, so. <laughs>
0: that's a good one um uh, that was my other option. I was like, because, uh, yeah. Uh, like Impossible how Impossible to you... use
2: in Scrabble. Like, I, yeah, who knows? That yeah. that was just showboating. That's not like a, a sort of utilitarian word to use. I mean,
0: it wouldn't the... even be that many points. Most of these are one or, th- like, the C's are three. It, this is not a very verbose book, to be honest. Like no. The language is
3: very simple. Yeah, it's a very, I, it's I w- very straightforward. I Matt, I don't know if you ever wondered about this, but, like, I wonder how it would read in the traditional language, like, if it's a lot more poetic or something like that.
2: Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, did,
3: I, this is actually here is a dumb question. Did Bolano write
0: in Spanish mostly? Because I didn't see a translator for this. Yes, yes he did. Yeah, oh, There's there no, is no translator, huh? Yeah. Oh no, there is. I lied. Sorry. Oh, no, Nat- okay. there is. There is N- Natasha Wimmer. My apologies.
3: Shout out. So yeah. okay, I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't sure. Gabe just like trying to minimize women uh, again. Uh, no. Yeah, he. He. <laughs> god yeah. damn it. Like a true. He wrote gamer. entirely.
2: Oh my god. He wrote entirely in Spanish, I believe. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that is an interesting question. All right,
3: Paul, you got yours. Wait,
4: is Paul? You yeah, have to look up what it means, though. Is <laughs> Paul
3: and Gabe gonna have the same wood again? Or was that Paul? Me wood? and Matt usually have the that same. That was you wood. and Matt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad.
2: It's happened like three or four times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
0: almost said quadriculated
2: I know. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah.
0: it like gonna have to
3: change it? Cause Matt's gonna have it. <laughs> Where the fuck is it?
0: All right, Paul's. Uh, Paul's.
3: You uh, got this Paul. We're, stalling. We're stalling.
0: We're stalling. Uh, We're burping. Sorry. We're stalling. <laughs> Hey, Ben, you awesome. just joined, joined the Rick Sanchez Club, buddy. I <laughs> just just just, just loud burping on the show. That just slapped uh, out of me.
4: Fuck. I really I thought I wrote it on my iPad and I don't see it.
0: All right. That's so right, it's over. You can just say Hitler.
4: Yeah. My favorite word is Hitler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or what's the game? <laughs> it's a proper noun. And it's, all right.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So that, that that there's only one thing left to do at this point. Just quick questions. No, that's, for the, that's later, baby. That's Patreon. That's Patreon awesome. only. So, uh, yeah. So, by the way, thanks, Ben, for bringing it up. If you join our uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash spinecrackers, you get to join our Discord, where every episode we take a few questions from the uh, Discordians, and um, uh, it's a lot of fun. And we're going to be doing that uh, tonight with Ben. Um, you also get access, if you join the Patreon, to the full-length episodes. This is a... a, a a mere shadow of the full discussion that we're about to have truncated um, as hell. yeah, man. very truncated. Uh, I want to talk about a lot of stuff. I want to talk about why this was written as a diary. I want to talk about uh, I forgot f- to talk about that. F- yeah, exactly. I want to talk about Frau Elsa. I want to talk about the wolf with the lamb a lot more. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about and we're gonna do it um, after the jump, which you can get if you subscribe to the patreon. Ben, tell the people where they can find you, man. YouTube. Where?
2: Say it better.
3: On YouTube. (laughs) At Bookshore. Bookshore. Yeah, Yeah, YouTube.com. They can't just type in Ben and find you.
4: Yeah, I mean,
3: I I don't know. I have like 927 subscribers, maybe. King, King, flexing. All right. Took me two years to get to undo just under a thousand. (laughs) Dude, he's flexing on us right now, dude. dude. Ben is styling on us
0: right now, dude.
3: No, I have. um, I'm going to do a review of this, and I'm going to do a review of the magazine pretty soon as well. Oh, cool. Um, And I've been like the nickel, the Nicholson Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm curious to hear that. We did a, we did an episode on that. I know. I saw that. I, yeah. I didn't ask you guys' opinion yet because I want to talk to you about that afterwards. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I have 30 pages left. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, uh, that means there's only one thing left to do, which is give this book a score out of five.
3: What is the three yeah. count? House. So like-
0: three is like dead average, like fine. You know, anything above three is like pretty good.
2: Well, 2.5, 2.5. Oh, 2. yeah, 2.5 5 is, is, is like dead of...
0: average. I'm stupid. I'm bad at math.
2: Three is like pretty, <laughs> it's three is like, it's like. Three de- is D's. Dee- okay. Yeah, it's like, okay. Three is okay. three deece.
0: Like four is like good. Uh, You know, four plus is like excellent. And then five is like life changing. Like there's a, when you think back on your life on your deathbed, you'll think like there's a before and after moment with this book.
4: So, hunter, hunter Desert fighters. Island type yeah, of. There you
0: go.
2: <laughs> yeah, think about
0: that when you think about um, five. And then, yeah, lower than that is like progressively worse. Um, all right. Dibs not first. I
4: think that leaves me. Yep. Because Ben, but we can have Ben go last.
0: Well, I think Ben can go second to last, right? That's, is that the tradition or is the guest go last? I get last? to go last. Matt gets to go last because it's his pick.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, I really <laughs> love this book. I think I'm going to give it a 4.5. I just, I was like completely enthralled by it the whole time. I just, I loved, I love how Bolaño writes characters so much. Um, He just, he, every character is so multifaceted. His writing is incredible. Um, Even with like the lack of plot or whatever, I just don't, I didn't care one way or another, even what happened because I was just like, it was such a page turner for me. So many mysteries that were, you know, not resolved, but they felt more satis, satis- I felt more satisfied with it yeah. than any um, Murakami story. And I I do like the comparison between Murakami because to me, it just really did feel like everything that I get frustrated with with Murakami. Bolaño did so much better and more easily and more beautifully. Um, so I'm just like really pumped to continue reading Bolaño. Um, nice. And kind of maybe shelf Murakami for
0: a while. Ooh. So, oh 4. that 5. Is breaking fucking news wow. on the, show. <laughs> oh, the cool. conversion like happened that. yeah yeah
4: i'm converted
0: <laughs> that's awesome um all right well this is a this is a rare <laughs> a rare moment where uh talking about the book has made me like it a little bit less um which is not oh, the wow. case normally normally when we all get together and talk about it we bring out things about the book that that we all liked differently and it's sort of you know adds layers of nuance that make you like the book a little more the opposite has a little kind of happened to me uh this evening um i for reasons that i have largely not touched on but i i so my comparison class for this book is not murakami but an author that i like more than Bilanio so far i still have to read his his mature you know legendary works but um as i said earlier simon and uh I, I, I think that this book succeeds on a vibe level in a really spectacular way. Um, but I I do think, and I'm trying to find a way to phrase this that isn't just a fucking Goodreads review, like plot holes because it's unfinished and all that. But I do think that there was a lot of stuff that I, I feel like had I wish had been handled differently. Um, the Husband uh the 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 game I wish the game had started much earlier in the book um so like things that that I'll talk about in more detail later and hopefully justify this. That said, I still enjoyed the book uh, a lot. I think that the the whole atmosphere of it was really excellent and and pulled me in and I was excited to keep reading it and um similarly to Paul'm I'm, I'm excited to keep reading the rest of uh, Bolaño's corpus. Um, it's like
3: it's a 3.6. For me, right on. Oh, it's my turn. Benjamin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking like three point nine to four. I feel like a jerk saying this because the the ending not wrapping up completely. It wasn't like a turn off for me. Um, I just think I've seen Bellano do better construction wise, but like Bellano is like probably like the best B plus author in my opinion. I don't mean that as an insult. There's just something about Bellano for me that's keep me from putting him up to, like, the levels of, like, Umberto Echo and Pinchon or McElroy. And maybe if I stopped being a dumbass and actually learned Spanish and read it in the original language, maybe it would put me up to that level. But, um, Blonder is one of my favorite authors. He's just not on that foundation of, <clears throat> foundation of literature level for me. He's not SS tier. He's not SS tier, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: So, well, so I'm,
0: put, I'm putting you down for a 3.95 then, Ben. How's I just go four.
3: I'll I'll be just, more f- all right, four four yeah. flat. You got it. Yeah. The well, spine uh, crack is bump.
2: Yeah. There you go. I, I I mean like. Yeah. How do I want to? How do I want to score this? It, it is funny because like I I can't help but also see it in relation, to, the things that were more like overtly finished, um, and that sort of like tackled the same issues and and and, I I see the. I enjoy the similarity of like the ideas being circled around and kind of interrogated in like all of his stuff. And this is included in that, uh, but having read, you know, the legendary, you know, his, his, his like, uh, the books I made him the most famous. Um, I really liked this book a lot. Uh, it did feel a little bit, um, sparse in a kind of unfinished novel way which is to its detriment a little bit, I think. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and give it a, a
3: 3.8. Matt, it sounds like you and you know, I have like pretty much the same opinion about this book. Nice.
2: Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, you were talking about the construction and I, I really do have to chalk it up to like I don't know what the fuck the deal is with um, the nature of his estate a little bit. I'm like, the man has I mean, is he the most posthumously published person out there
3: probably right now yeah
2: like he might hold that title and uh and <laughs> after so hearing I, about,
3: I, well oh. here's the thing after hearing about one estate about a certain book that i got dmc8 on um there's so many things out there where like it's not even like the family members so it could be like outside forces too and everything mm-hmm. or the the publisher of it but, like there's so many and who knows if there was like different versions that had like different notes for the ending but i do want to add an asterisk if we had more conclusive finishing and more tied up loose ends at the end of this book, I would have I would have actually liked the book less. I do like the ambiguity of the book. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he handles ambiguity better in like his two bigger novels. Yeah, I'm I just with wanted you to there.
4: say. I just I, hmm. I guess, uh, am I are we getting like a delay? No, I happening think maybe? I think we're good. Okay. I just, I mean, my I think my score reflect, reflects my enthusiasm for just finding some. Not that I've gone through like a drought recently, but I haven't had that exciting feeling from reading in a in a while. I would say, yeah. So I, I just I have to give it that score because that's just like my initial. It's cause, that's because Matt made us to, read
0: the Dark Manual last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't no, know. I mean, I, even
4: like some some books just don't like even if they're good and you score them high, just don't have that feeling of like being absorbed in a book. I haven't had that in a little while, maybe like six months. So I just, I you know, love having I th-
3: that feeling while reading it. Yeah, I hear that. I have the same feeling because like there was times where like, okay, I'm going to take a big after this chapter and it just kept going. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think Bolaño is, I think what is so fascinating to me, and I think I, I want to read all of his shit and then I'll have uh, an opinion about where he stands and whatever my head headcanon, but like <laughs> there is something so gripping and something so deceptively simple about his writing. And I, I, I find it so recognizable whenever I'm reading a book of his and it's just, it's just fascinating to me, even the things I don't understand about why I'm being pulled in. And so, yes. you know, I, 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 I really like Bolaño as well. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. All right.
0: Well, uh, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, we will continue the conversation, obviously, For the patrons after the jump, patreon.com slash spinecrackers, youtube.com slash spinecrackers, Instagram, spinecrackers, Twitter, spinecrackers, Facebook, believe it or not, spinecrackers. (laughs) And uh, go check out Bookshore, everybody. If you don't already, you're missing out. Bookshore on YouTube, Bookshore on Instagram. Uh, Ben, thanks so much for
3: coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. It's gonna make my review a lot better also. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
4: Well, we have like another two hours to go. So yeah, the fun prepared. is
3: just getting started. Yeah, and we want
4: to
2: <laughs> we want to just a, t- a small cut on the revenue of whatever you make on that video. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll
4: hash out the uh, details later. But negative five dollars <laughs> will come. Patreon <laughs> 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 legal
2: wrangling. <That's>
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.